It's spring 1989 in New York. A car is heading north, weaving between lanes. The vehicle swerves, dodging a van, and when it pulls off the highway, it begins racing through a suburban neighborhood where large trees line a street of older homes. Inside the car, Mary Peters Johnson is gripping the steering wheel with all her might. She knows the other drivers probably think she's a bad driver, but she doesn't care. Right now, all that matters is getting to her mother's home as fast as possible. About 40 minutes ago, her mother's neighbor called her in a panic. The neighbor said she found her mother, Martha, roaming the street, incoherent, naked from the waist up, barefoot with bloody feet. Mary was at work about 20 miles away, so she told her neighbor to call 911, and she grabbed her purse, ran to the parking garage, hopped in her car, and sped off down the road. Mary is now a few minutes from her mother's home, and she is trying to reassure herself that everything is going to be okay. Her mother has a live-in caregiver that is there with her. But when Mary turns onto her mother's street, her body goes stiff. There are policemen blocking off the sidewalk. EMTs are racing into the house, and there is an ambulance parked out front, lighting up the entire block with flashing lights. Mary throws her car in the park, leaps out, runs across the front yard, her heels clacking on the cement sidewalk, her heart pounding in her chest. But as she heads to the front door, a paramedic blocks her path. I'm sorry, ma'am. You can't go any further. That's my mother's house. My mom is in there. I'm sorry to tell you, ma'am, your mom was found wandering in the street, naked and barefoot. Okay, where is she? Is she okay? The paramedics were stabilizing her so we can transfer her to the hospital. Where is Carmen? Who's Carmen? She's my mother's caregiver. Ma'am, there is no one other than the emergency workers in the house with your mother. Mary begins to feel lightheaded and feels her body sway a little. The red and blue lights become a hazy blur. What do you mean, stabilize her? What do you mean there's no one in the house with her? Mom! Mom! I need to see my mother! The paramedic nods, but maintains a stoic look and pivots the conversation. Ma'am, I understand this is not easy. I need some information. What is your mother's age? She's 80. Who is her primary doctor? Just then, the neighbor who found her mother walks up. Mary hugs her tight and begins to cry. A policeman approaches and asks, Have you had any reason to suspect any of the people living here were selling drugs? 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 My mom is a senior citizen with Alzheimer's. People? What people? The only people living here are my mom and her caregiver, Carmen. I was just over here this weekend. My mom doesn't sell drugs. Mary tries to push her way past the paramedic, but she is stopped by a policewoman. I need to see my mother. Ma'am, they are bringing her out now. You can follow the ambulance to the hospital. We're going to tape off her home and have evidence technicians test the drugs inside the home. It may be nothing, but it also may be illegal. If so, we will take what we find into evidence. This episode is brought to you by Puzzabilities, the creators of custom sensory jigsaw puzzles and subscription boxes. Now, you might be wondering what makes Puzzabilities stand out. At Puzzabilities, we're not just about puzzles. We're about crafting experiences. Our custom jigsaw puzzles take your cherished memories 
and turn them into tangible, touchable moments. Imagine reliving your favorite moments as you piece together a puzzle designed just for you. That's the magic of puzzleabilities. But wait, there's more. Elevate your puzzling experience with our subscription boxes. Each box is a curated journey featuring exclusive puzzles and sensory delights delivered to your door. Whether you're a seasoned puzzler or new to the joy of solving, Puzzabilities has something for everyone. It's not just about pieces fitting together. It's about the moments you create along the way. Take a break from the everyday hustle and treat yourself or your loved one to the joy of Puzzabilities. Visit Puzzabilities.com to explore our custom puzzles and discover the perfect subscription box for you. And because you're part of the Take Care Time community, use the code TAKECARE at checkout for an exclusive discount. Puzzabilities, where every piece tells a story. Later that night inside the hospital, Mary pulls an extra blanket onto her mother, making sure her mother is comfortable. Her mother has an ID. She looks weak, innocent, vulnerable. Mary sits beside her in a chair and tries to get some sleep, but she can't sleep. She can't stop replaying the conversation, the questioning from the doctors and the police. The drugs in the house. And where the hell is Carmen? Mary rises from her seat, realizing she can't sleep. She needs answers. The longer Mary sits there, the more she wonders, what type of drugs could be in her mother's home, and what should she do next? From Nancy B., this is Take Care Time, the tales and exhales of caregivers. There are 44 million caregivers in the United States. When asked if they had a choice in taking on the responsibility to provide care for their loved one, half of all caregivers report that they had no choice in taking on their caregiving responsibilities. So what does an only child who has a husband, young kids, and a mother who refused to leave her home do when mom now needs help? This is episode one, The Swatter. It's 1987 in Larchmont, New York. About two years before Mary Peters was discovered walking barefoot and partially naked in her suburban neighborhood. Martha's daughter, Mary, accompanies her to a doctor's appointment where she is diagnosed with early-stage Alzheimer's. Mary is upset, but not surprised. In the last few months, she's noticed her mother repeating questions, forgetfulness, and misplacing items. She knows her mother is prideful, headstrong woman, and since the death of her husband the previous year, Martha has made it clear she does not want to downsize the home where she raised her only daughter, planted a garden out back, made so many memories, and knows most of her neighbors. Mom, you need to move in with us so we can take care of you. The kids would love having their grandmother around every day. We have plenty of room. No, Mary, you know I love both my grandkids, but I love my house. I love my home. I don't want to move. I don't want to be a burden. I'm fine. I can take care of myself. After discussing her mother's care with her husband, Rob, it is Rob who suggests hiring a caregiver to help Martha. Martha relents and allows Mary to hire a caregiver. She thinks it would be nice to have someone to talk to, and she can remain independent. Mary would rather have her mom move into her spare room of her home, but concedes and begins interviewing potential caregivers. Carmen Rodriguez, a compassionate 
experienced caregiver carries the warmth of her Puerto Rican heritage in every interaction. Born and raised in Puerto Rico, Carmen developed a deep appreciation for family bonds and a natural inclination toward caregiving. Growing up, Carmen was surrounded by a close-knit community where taking care of elders was not just a responsibility, but a cultural tradition. Inspired by her abuela's nurturing spirit and wisdom, Carmen knew from an early age that she wanted to dedicate her life to helping others. After completing her nursing studies in San Juan, Carmen decided to bring her caregiving expertise to the big city of New York, seeking new challenges and opportunities. Carmen already had an aunt and cousins living in the Bronx, so this New York borough was like a home away from home. Her journey led her to become a certified home health care aide, specializing in caring for elderly individuals with diverse needs. Carmen's reputation for genuine empathy and nurturing touch quickly spread throughout the caregiving community. Families appreciated her ability to create a sense of trust and comfort for both the seniors she cared for and their loved ones. Her bilingual fluency in English and Spanish also made her an asset in communities with diverse backgrounds. One day, fate brought Carmen to a yoga class where she crossed paths with Mary Peters Johnson. They struck up a conversation and Carmen found out Mary was seeking the best care for her mother, Martha, and Mary found out that Carmen was a caregiver and had availability. Mary was immediately drawn to Carmen's compassionate nature and unwavering dedication to her work. Carmen, in turn, was touched by the genuine concern Mary showed for her mother's well-being. As Carmen steps into Martha's house, she brings not only her professional expertise, but also a heart full of stories, laughter, and echoes of her abuela's wisdom. Carmen sees caregiving as more than a job. It's a calling, an opportunity to create a positive impact on the lives of those she cares for. As Carmen embarks on this new chapter with Mary and Martha, she carries the spirit of her Puerto Rican roots, blending cultural richness with genuine commitment to providing the highest level of care. Upon meeting Martha for the first time, Carmen knew this was the perfect placement for her. Carmen seamlessly integrated into Martha's daily life. Her mornings began with an aroma of freshly brewed coffee and lightly buttered toast, a thoughtful touch that turned Martha's routine into a comforting ritual. Carmen's caregiving prowess extended beyond the basics. She encouraged Martha to work in her garden on occasion, and Carmen always had soft music playing in the house as to create a tranquil space for Martha. Mary informed Carmen that the basement of the house was strictly used for storage, and there was no reason for her to go down there. But one day, when Martha was napping, Carmen's curiosity got the best of her, and she opened a door at the end of the hall and descended the wooden stairs to the basement. Carmen was expecting a bunch of old, dusty boxes, but when she turned on the basement light, she was pleasantly surprised to find a well-organized, clean, small apartment-sized space with a chair, a couch, a rug, and clear storage boxes of Christmas lights and decorations. Carmen thought to herself, this could be the perfect space for a single person to live. There is a quote that says, Your thoughts become things, and as fate would have it, Carmen's thoughts and Mary Peter's basement will soon become the stage for unforeseen challenges and unexpected connections. This is episode one of The Swatter, or Take Care of Time, The Tales and Exhales 
of caregivers. In our next episode, Carmen, the caregiver, makes a fateful decision about the basement in Martha's home. If you would like more information about early-stage symptoms of Alzheimer's, we recommend the Alzheimer's Association at alz.org, where you can learn more about the various stages of Alzheimer's. Please note that this episode features reenactments and dramatized details. While in most cases the exact verbatim dialogue may not be known, all dramatizations are grounded in research. To respect the privacy and confidentiality of individuals involved, names and some identifying details have been changed. Do you have an interesting caregiver story that you would like to have told? Please email us at podcast at takecaretime.com. We would love to hear from you.